Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. He sang as he stowed that jumbuck in his tucker bag. They have left a lasting legacy in Australian sport. The landscape has changed forever, but does the landscape need to change at Suncorp Stadium when it comes to the Matildas? Uh, it's so many on the text here, but 131355 is the number to be part of our conversation. Paula said, G'day, Benny. What about for the Tillies? We get John Williamson to record a song. Maybe call it Walsing Matilda. Oh, yeah, it's already been done with the laughing emojis. Paul, thank you. Uh, Ben, what's the rush for statues? Let's see if after the fire, the fire still burns. Let's let the dust settle and reflect a little. Murray, there we go. Just taking a bit of the steam out of it. Just uh, exhale. Let the dust settle. Let's bask in the glory. Why the rush for statues? Uh, As I said last hour, if you're just joining us for the first time today, does there need to be a statue at Suncorp Stadium when it comes to the Matildas? It's something that the Premier's put up. I, I think there's so many better ways that we can actually give back to women's sport. And we're going to get into the funding issue in just a moment. But my idea is, well, governments can play a part here. They can hold sporting bodies accountable. They give funding. They give grants to sporting bodies. If they want to get fair income about it, say, listen, this funding that we're giving you, in whatever code this may be, whatever sport it may be, until you have the same level of support, the same level of coaching, the same level of facilities that are offered to the women as are the men, then you're not getting our funding. Is that too simplistic? Is that an easy, done thing? Show where the investment into women's sport is. That That's something I think a government can do rather than the tokenistic and grandstanding of jumping on with statues and permanent reminders. And we're going to have a permanent reminder because the sporting landscape has changed forever. Hasn't it? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, we will be talking some AFL to this hour. I know Greg Swan has just finished his media conference at, at Springfield. Yeah, the Lions CEO. I, I was wondering, whoa, what's he doing up today? Uh, I was told nothing sinister or no big breaking news coming out of the Lions den. Uh, we have heard that Swanee wants members to show up in force this weekend against St Kilda. The game will be sold out, but when members don't show up, and we're talking Gabba members here, those crowd numbers are down. Get in and support the team that is vying for a minor premiership. Not only the Broncos, but the Lions. Ooh, do we dare to dream? Do we dare to dream of Brisbane double? No early crows. No early crows. But the Lions, they, they could be vying for the minor premiership this Saturday afternoon. They'll, they'll know on fr- Friday night between Essendon and Collingwood the result there. If Collingwood get beaten, 
And Brisbane beat St Kilda, minor premiership, coming to Brisbane for the first time. Uh, the other thing Swanee didn't miss, he said, Jesus, isn't it good to see AFL on the back pages of the Courier-Mail, knocking rugby league off with Damien Hardwick's appointment. Uh, yes, talking AFL, all things. Uh, well, actually, one of Damien Hardwick's former teammates in Dean Solomon. Uh, later this hour. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Um, $200 million coming from Canberra. It, it was the pledge play our way on, well, maybe not on the back of the Matildas, but coinciding with the Matildas uh, changing the sporting landscape forever. $200 million worth of funding to be pumped into women's sport in this country. Um, no framework yet around the grants and, and how it will be distributed. And, and that's why I am talking to my next guest to, to, to give us an idea of where it needs to go. Um, our elbow said the money would go to promoting equal access, building more suitable facilities and supporting grassroots initiatives to get women and girls to engage, to stay and participate in sport throughout their lives. So what does a real-life project look like? Where are the facilities not up to scratch? What are we talking here? Is it literally change rooms that aren't full of urinals? Or again, is that too simplistic? A man who's got his finger on the pulse, a man who will know is the head of Q Sport. Q Sport, they are the, well, the governing body of sport in, in this state. Their mission is to enhance the development of sport in Queensland by working to promote and sustain interest in the development of organised sport in this state. So Tim Clark is the perfect man to talk to. Tim, very good morning to you. Uh, give us an idea. Where would $200 million, st- where would you start with spending some of that $200 million in Queensland? Yeah, good morning, Ben. Great to be with you this morning. I mean, a fantastic uh, investment that uh, really powers the work that now needs to happen to activate all the legacy benefits that we know can come from uh, the extraordinary success that the Matildas have delivered for us over the last four or five weeks. I think the as the, the Prime Minister has said, the, the focus really needs to be on ensuring that the places and spaces that we provide for women and girls to participate in sport are both welcoming of them and safe for them to participate and also inclusive of them. We want to get more women and girls into sport. We also want to keep the women and girls who are in sport playing for longer. My view about the kinds of initiatives that this can support, yes, there are some changes some upgrades that we can make to the facilities as they are. And there are also some new additional facilities that we can create, expanding the footprint of things like amenities in our sporting clubs across communities across the state. I think it's also about supporting the kinds of programs that we design and tailor for women and girls. We understand that lots of the programs we deliver are great for kids of all ages, for people of all ages. I think ensuring that we've got uh, pipelines of women and girls to play, supported by pipelines of women and girls who are coaching, who are holding the whistle and umpiring the clipboards. We're ensuring that our club committees uh, provide uh, those same opportunities for women and girls to lead in our community sport environments. There's also a key benefit that can come from this investment. Tim, I'm a dad of a 16-year-old, uh, uh, 16-year-old girl. My, my daughter Mackenzie has played netball and she loved it. So that that's been my experience to to women's to girls sports. So netball facilities are traditionally geared towards females. What what are we, what are we looking at when we're saying being inclusive, being welcoming, being attractive? Is it is it something as simple as change rooms that aren't stacked full of Urinals is that is is that a big barrier? Is that is that being too simplistic? What what are we looking at to spend sort of shovels in the ground that type of stuff to get these facilities up to scratch and make them welcoming for for girls? Yeah, I mean certainly it it is those it's those 
sort of simple attributes of the amenities, Ben, that are that are part of our communities, ensuring that we have um, change rooms as well as bathrooms for both uh, men and women, boys and girls, certainly. And it is the case across the state that we've got uh, a number of facilities where it, that they are they're built at a period of time when um, we might be talking facilities of, of 10 plus years of age. They need a refresh. Uh, in terms of the the access to those facilities, in terms of who it encourages to be involved. We've got lots and lots of stories of women and girls in sport changing in the car, behind trees, behind walls, because the facilities provided for them, nominally provided for them as change rooms or bathrooms, actually aren't uh, either inclusive of them, actually not built for them. Um, and so we need to make sure that, that they are, that they can see the spaces um, for them in sport and ensure that there are places for them to uh, to not only do the simple things in, in terms of preparing for sport and recovering from sport, but also ensuring that we've got uh, enough spaces in terms of where the sport actually happens. Do we need additional fields? Do we need additional courts? Do we need additional uh, lanes uh, in our sport areas so that we can actually cater to the additional demand that will come from uh, things like the World Cup that's happened? Um, my view is we can do a lot of a lot of good to increase uh, the opportunity for sport to be played by women and girls particularly across our sporting communities uh, and that could include certainly the places where they prepare and recover but also for the places where they actually play as well. Well, well Tim you've been in the role uh, since March so six months or so what what are your members saying what what are some of the the, the real projects that that have come across your desk that I know that the member sports and the, and the, and I've sort of touched on the mainstream sports I, I you know we've spoken about football cricket and football across all codes be it NRL AFLW uh, or, or female rugby but I mean there's there's so many tiers to sport in this state what are some of the projects that you can see that that you You've just mentioned about you know creating extra fields or lanes. Is there something specific that sticks into mind for you? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of clubs in, in particular across a couple of those codes where they're looking at yes, actually ensuring that they are doubling the number of uh, bathrooms, change rooms, or toilets to ensure that they've actually got the opportunity to um, to keep the existing uh, change rooms that are being used predominantly by men's teams because they're now seeing women's teams come into the club. They've actually got sufficient numbers, but these women and girls coming into the club aren't playing uh, in mixed teams, especially at underage level, but they now actually have a critical mass of girls involved in sports like football, where they actually, for want of a better word, you know, appropriately demand additional uh, change room and bathroom facilities. So they need to build those additional spaces for women and girls. Uh, I think the, the other opportunity for sport here talking with government about this at the moment, particularly who've also um, tripled their investment in these kinds of initiatives through their Inclusive Facilities Fund, is ensuring that sports are coming together and collaborating on the submissions to state and federal government. So that what we're seeing is, especially a number of our smaller sports, um, are thinking about how they can partner in their applications to, to you know, kind of sweat the assets we have for community sports a lot harder. So we increase the utilisation uh, of those facilities to make uh, the return on investment of the taxpayers' uh, hard-earned mm. go a little bit further every time across all of our communities statewide. Uh, Tim Clara is the CEO of Q Sport. Uh, my guest this morning, we are talking funding for women's sport. $200 million put on the table by Canberra. I know it's only been a few days since that announcement, Tim, but uh, has there been any progress? Do you, do you know how, when the, the grants may be accessed, uh, all the applications? Is, is there any idea how that may work? 
Yeah, at the moment, uh, the federal government has convened a small but mighty group of, of leading uh, women in our community, uh, meaning within the sport industry. So Tal Carp, who played for the Matildas, Lauren Jackson, the GOAT of Australian basketball, Liz Ellis, the most capped Australian diamond of all time, and Madison Di Rosario, Paralympic World Championship and Commonwealth Games gold medalist in wheelchair uh, racing, are part of this team of four women who will lead with government officials the development of the uh, of the program we understand at the moment that it will be live from early 2024 in terms of the ability for local governments sporting organizations community organizations not-for-profit bodies to be able to apply directly to that fund and there'll be uh, uh, a review of those submissions uh, in partnership by government and by an independent uh, panel of subject matter experts who can determine the appropriate level of investment in each of those applications uh, that are received Tim, I'm tipping not only in your new role as a relatively new role with Q Sport, but your background in athletics, uh, in in sport, grassroots sports, netball in in this state, in this country, you've seen the participation rates of of, of females of girls coming into sport bubbling away under the surface. What what the Matildas have done over the last month, this is this has almost released the genie out of the bottle, hasn't it? The, the damn wall it is has. broken. Yeah, it has. I mean, and you get the sense that that this is this is a new era that we that we see now. I mean, I think you've talked about that in in the intro to our conversation that the 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 game has changed, uh, not just for women and girls in sport, but for sport in this country. I mean, you think about the effect of the Matildas over the games they've played in the last four weeks, but broadly the World Cup. We're talking about you know, significant uplift you know, in terms of broadcast viewership attendance at sport played by by elite female athletes. I think this will lead to uh, this, this will be a real watershed moment for sport, and I think what we should see from here, appreciating that the tournament has ended, but the work now is really just beginning in terms of making good on the benefits that we can we can realise from the tournament. But the work now is ensuring that uh, those benefits are sustained at grassroots level. We will continue to see the kind of eyeballs and investment ideally in women's sport at the elite level, but it's how we then uh, ensure that the underpinning pathway, the pipeline of talent for the future is guaranteed by sustained investment in our grassroots. Yeah, and Q Sport will be uh, at the head of the line at the coalface, if you like, for Queensland, representing uh, Queensland Sporting Organisations. Tim, appreciate your time this morning stepping us through it, uh, and uh, no doubt we'll chat in the future too because we've got a big nine years ahead of us uh, leading into the Olympic and Paralympic Games as well. Uh, Tim Clark, who is the CEO of Q Sport. Uh, If you've been part of any sporting organisation at a grassroots level, you know that Q Sport is there and and fighting the good fight. They're the umbrella, I guess, the the governing body for sport, organised sport in in this state. So they'll be front and centre, talking to all levels of government about unlocking this funding. What's been your experience? So that's the governing body. Tim's seen and heard from all different types of sporting bodies underneath him. What's been your experience, your daughters, your own, your sisters, your granddaughters, with sport? We had a text earlier saying 40% of community sporting organisations and fields do not have female-appropriate facilities. 40%. Is that the number that you've seen? Is that a good gauge? I don't know what that number was based on. Maybe an anecdotal. May have been something that has been uh, put in a report. That was just a text from... Uh, one of the listeners. 
What's been your experience? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Speaking of grassroots, Maccas, they do a great job, don't they? Sponsors of Little Legends supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. We're doing it today all thanks to them. All right, we do have the big sports quiz coming up after 11-2. And I'll get one of... Where's my quiz sheet? Because I've got to give you one of the answers. I've already given one. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Ah, Manchester United. All right, write that down. I'm not going to tell you which question it is the answer to, but it is one of the questions. Man U. Right, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Get to your text, your calls straight after this.